You are listening to the Taking the Leap podcast with me, your host, Rachel G. Scott. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring you to take bold leaps of faith as we hear the powerful stories of both men and women from different industries and walks of life who obey God and took risks in exchange for heaven's rewards. As you listen, my hope is that their stories will give you the confidence you need to trust God as he leads you to your next leap. Now, let's learn a little about our next guest. Today, Rachel's speaking with Misty Phillip, the founder of Spark Media. She's an author, podcaster, speaker, and entrepreneur. She shares her story about how her past struggles led to the realization that God not only loves her deeply, but was helping to mold her into a godly woman of wisdom so that she can pour into other women in the younger generations. This then led her to writing and publishing a devotional, creating a podcast, and so much more. If you are someone who has many ideas on their hearts and are struggling to figure out the right timing of all of them, this episode is filled with just the encouragement you need. Now, let's jump in. Well, welcome, Misty. I'm so thankful to have you on the show. I am so excited to be here with you, my friend, today. You know, it's so funny because I go between calling it a podcast and a show because I've done both. I've had a radio show and I have, I'm doing a podcast, obviously. So I'm like, show, podcast, right? But I'm talking to the podcast lady. So let me make sure that I say podcast on here. <laughs> and Misty, um, can you please tell my listeners about you? Yeah, so I am the founder of Spark Media, where I equip Christian podcasters through virtual and live events, through a membership community. We also this year launched a podcast network and a podcast magazine. So it's been a lot of fun to uh, gather and connect and amplify the voice of my fellow Christian podcasters. And helping them to monetize and to grow their influence and their reach um, so that they can ultimately reach more people for the kingdom. Mm, I love that so much. Now, can you tell me a little bit about your journey? Like what led you to podcasting and then to becoming a support system for podcasters? Yeah. So I'll go all the way back to, you know, yes, please. I, left, I left my corporate career. I worked at Enron. That was kind of my first leap. I left my comfy, cushy job where I was making a lot of money to come home to homeschool my kids and to not work and to live on a single income. And I did that for 20 years. And about 15 years in, when my oldest son went to college, I realized I'm going to be in trouble if I don't find something else to do. I'm going to drive these boys absolutely crazy. And I, I broke both my arms. And during that time, God just sat me down and just poured into me because I literally couldn't do anything for anybody, not even myself. And God just showed me how much he loved me and he poured so much into me and really showed me that all of these struggles and challenges that I had been through over, you know, my lifetime that he was using all of those things to conform me to his image, but also that I was now the older woman and that I should begin teaching younger women how to love the Lord and use my wisdom and experience. So right after that, I told my husband, I think I need to write a book. And so I went to him and I said, I think this is what I'm supposed to write. And he goes, baby, that is exactly what you're supposed to write. So I wrote a Bible study about overcoming because we all have struggles and challenges that we face in our life, but we sometimes can feel alone. 
And so I wanted people to know that they're never alone, which is why I started the podcast, started bringing people on my show to share their story of their struggle so that they could encourage somebody else in the midst of the struggle. And I called the podcast by his grace because the struggle is real was already taken as a podcast. And then I found out that once I started podcasting, my, my journey sort of like I I'd talked about struggles for a long time. And my husband came to me again and said, baby, if you keep talking about struggles like every day, you are going to lose your listeners. And he was like, so you need to start talking about some, some other things that are going to encourage and inspire people. So that's kind of been my journey into podcasting. Wow. I love that so much. And you know what I love even more is that you realize the need for your voice and the generation behind you. A lot of people aren't doing that. A lot of people are not taking the wisdom that they have and passing it on. Like that's, that's huge. And it's not, it sounds like it's not just in one area. So when you were doing that, was it helping people that were transitioning into corporate as well as taking different leaps, as well as being a mother? Like what does, what does that look like for you to share? Yeah. So for me, it was, you know, I was in Bible study a lot in church. And so leading small groups of, of women. And then when I stepped into, when I decided to write my Bible study, I went to She Speaks and, you know, started learning all of the things about being a writer and a speaker and all of those things. And when I came back from, from She Speaks, I started a mastermind group that met in my home. And for the next several years until COVID hit, I met with all kinds of women in my home who were on the writing and speaking journey from people who were still um, teaching in public school that were interested in leaving to write a book to one young girl who was in college and they would all come sit around my farm table and I would bring speakers in to encourage them and to lift them up. We'd talk about what we were working on and and encouraging one another. So that was one other avenue that I used was just bringing people into my home and gathering them around my table. I love that so much. Now, I want to backtrack a little bit to your time at Enron and that moment where you knew it was time to transition and to be a stay-at-home mom and to homeschool, which I love. What was that defining moment for you? When did you know? And how did you go through that transition? Because that's not easy. Oh, girl, (laughs) there's a story there for sure. Okay. So I had an amazing boss and she let me work from home and I only had to go into town one or two days a week. So I lived next door to my in-laws. So that was amazing. I had my mother-in-law there to help me get the kids to school on the days I had to go in town. And then my boss was transferred to another department and they stuck me under uh, this man who wanted me to come in and be at the office full time every day. And I knew God had already called me to come home and that I was supposed to homeschool my kids. But I struggled with like, how are we going to make ends meet? Because at the time I was making more money than my husband. And it was really like, I was, I was fighting God on it. You know, I knew what I was supposed to do, but I was like, I I knew better, obviously, you know, I was like, I got this God. And the day that my boss asked me to like give him my answer of what I was going to do that morning, my son started having grand mal seizures and he seized over the course of the next few days. And God made it very clear that my place was at home with my son. Wow. There's so much sacrifice in that, but even how God will start to kind of shake up the pot a little bit and make it uncomfortable. So there were several factors that made it uncomfortable. The new boss, 
you know, what was going on with your son. And it was like that defining moment of, you know what, it's, it's time for me to leave. I, I love that so much. So when you left, did you know, okay, I'm gonna do podcasting or you knew, did you know, I'm going to write you just, or had you just committed no. to being a mom? No, I, th- I thought I was just going to be a mom and then my kids would have grandkids and I would just stay at home and be home and probably hang out with my friends and have lunch and play tennis. But you don't go from being a mom who homeschools to just sitting around not doing much. And so when I realized that God still had work for me to do and the grandbabies weren't coming yet, I, uh, I knew I had to stay busy. You know, and that son that had grand mal seizures now still has has challenges and and will live at home. So I needed something that I could do where I could still work from home and manage my own schedule so that I can care for him. And writing that led to podcasting just kind of became the thing for me. Now, I want to ask you for homeschool moms, right? Because I hear a lot of homeschool moms who are like, all I'm supposed to do is homeschool. I'm I'm supposed to homeschool. And there's There's nothing else that they're able to do during that season. So they think, how did you find or become okay with or give yourself permission to do more than just homeschool the kids? Yeah. So when my boys were younger and because I had such an age range difference in that special child in the middle, I really couldn't do much until I got my first one graduated. And I think it comes to knowing your time in your season And being a good steward of your time as a mother, because there is a season that you can only, like, only you can be the mother to your kids. But if you have independent learners as your kids started to grow, so that's where I found myself is my youngest son is super independent and didn't need me as much. And my special needs child was doing so much better than he was when he was younger. And then I had one graduated. And so I knew then I found myself with extra time. So I think Mm -hmm. it it comes to knowing your season and knowing what your capacity is because homeschooling is a full-time job. But if you have the capacity to do more and God is calling you to do more, then absolutely. I've seen people that do it all kinds of ways. There's no one right way, cookie cutter way to do things. I love that. That is so helpful because that is it. There's no one right way. You, it it just depends on the season that you're in and knowing your children, knowing this child is a little bit more independent. This child needs more of my attention. So, you know, but God is still going to be calling you into purpose in that moment, in that season. And then another purpose may come along the way or will, or what I like to call an assignment may come along the way. So then you get a new assignment which is to write. So you begin the journey of writing, but did you write and start podcasting at the same time or was the writing just the first thing? Yeah. So once I got back from She Speaks, I started a blog, was gathering these people around my farm table. I was working on writing my Bible study and it was really slow. There was just a lot that happened in those years. I, you know, it took me three years to write my Bible study. So because I was still homeschooling and doing all these other things and was keeping up with the blog. And my family bought my microphone and they were like, you need to podcast. When my son, my oldest son went to college, he started a podcast at the Honors College at HBU. And he said, mom, you are struggling with this writing thing, but I think you'd be great at podcasting. And my husband's like, yeah, you should podcast. And so I was like, yeah, I should podcast. (laughs) And They bought my mic and then I like moved it around and moved it over here. And 
I really didn't like, I didn't feel like it was my time yet that I was released to podcast. And I didn't know exactly what I would do. And I was still trying to get this book written and keep these boys fed and, you know, to football practice on time and making sure they're doing their work and all, all the things that I was doing. And then when I was going back to She Speaks in 2018, like the Lord just put it on my spirit, like, this is what I want you to do with your podcast. And so I had all of these women that I knew had all these stories who were coming to She Speaks. So I set up my microphone plugged into my phone at the conference in my hotel room. And I booked people back to back in my room. And my first 15 episodes were recorded in my hotel room. I had no idea what I was doing. And I came home, I flew in on Sunday night and football practice for my youngest son started on Monday. And those podcasts sat for like three months. Like I had them all recorded and they were ready to go. My husband kept going, aren't you going to do something with that? I'm like, I don't have time right now. Like I got to make sure that they're fed and that they're doing their work and I've got to get their school stuff together. And then when my husband took time off in December for Christmas, that's when we made all of the launch plans and we launched on January 1st of 2019. But I probably could have started a podcast back in 2016 because I had all the stuff. I just, I just wasn't ready yet. Right. And, and timing that, that was the thing for you. And I love how you literally have modeled knowing that you have something. I like to call it like this back pocket idea. You have something that's brewing but finding the right time to do it and knowing when it's your time to do it. Sounds like it was the important thing. So when you put this first podcast out, what, what was kind of your expectation? Like, did you think, okay, it's going to blow up or did you know that it would be a process? You know, I really didn't have any expectations. I was just trying to figure out how to do all the things. And once I got into it, then I was like, I love this so much because I got to meet new people. It really made me a more interesting person because I had spent all these years kind of just at home and my identity was kind of wrapped up in being a mom. And now I kind of had my own thing. So I really had no expectations about what God was going to do with it. I was just having fun and meeting lots of new people and a lot of authors and I was reading their books and it was just so fun to me making lots of new friends. Yeah. And that, that to me is the joy, whatever I feel like God calls us to do is going to be for the most part, something, a part of it that we enjoy. I know some people are just called to do some real hard stuff that they're like, I don't enjoy this, but there's going to be things that we enjoy along the way. And that really begins to set us up for the next thing he wants to do. So have you found that to be the case for you? Absolutely. So after I had my podcast, you know, once you write a book, everybody's like, what's your next book? And so I wrote my next book and then I got an agent involved and she was trying to get me to change the book and I couldn't do it. I was making myself physically ill. And my husband again comes to me and he says, baby, I think you're just flattered that you have this agent that wants to work with you. And I don't know why you would take the focus off of your podcast right now. You are just making great progress. You're reaching people all over the world, sharing messages of hope and spreading the gospel. And I was like, he's right. He's right. And so I went to God in a puddle of tears and I was like, God, if I'm not supposed to write this book, what's next? And I prayed, where does my gifting and my calling line up in this next season? And I felt like he said, podcast conference. 
So my, my season was, it was finally my youngest son, senior year. And I am a hospitality queen. I love to throw a party. I'm always gathering people. I headed up the Christian women in media for Houston. I still had this mastermind group. So I was doing all of these things where I was already gathering women and hospitalities in my gifting. And so even though I'd never hosted any kind of podcast conference or been to a podcast conference, I was like, okay, God, let's do this. And so I was like, wait a minute, there's not a podcast conference just for Christians. So there are writing conferences that will have a podcasting track, but nobody was serving Christian podcasters. And I said, yes, Lord, I will. And so I stepped out and I did my first conference in February, 2020, just weeks before the world shut down. Yeah. Wow. That first, let me say kudos to amazing, supportive, wise husbands. Like what would we do without them? That's right. Amen. Uh, Everything you're saying, I'm like, that's something my husband would say. That's something my husband would do. I mean, absolutely, totally just, they get this wisdom and they pay so much attention to the direction that God is leaning us where sometimes we're like, well, no, this is, they're like, "Uh, well, let me, let me help get you back on track. So I love, love, love that. So the conference unfolded as a part of just your time spent with God and asking him, well, where do I go from here? Really getting his vision for the next step, because it's easy to just fall in line with what seems like it fits. Okay. What seems like it fits is, is getting another book at this point. That seems like what fits, but Really what God was saying was, uh, I have something bigger for you, like something way bigger. Now, what I do want to ask is the transition from you having your own podcast to starting Spark Media, right? Yeah. This, now, Spark Media, does it have a podcast as well? Or you- Not yet. Not okay. yet. Okay. <laughs> I still have my podcast by his grace. Um, by his grace. But I know that, uh, and I love that, and I don't want to give that up, but God has already put a podcast for spark on my heart. And that is something that is in the works. It definitely seems fitting, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, my thought process is while you were transitioning to having a podcast to now leading other people, did you have moments where you felt like, am I supposed to be the one doing this? Like I just have a podcast. There's there's a a ton of podcasts. Why my, like, how did you process through that? Yeah. You know, I just, I think that it, it's one of those things when you think about people like Moses, when God called Moses and said, I can't speak. Why'd you pick me? I mean, definitely I'm asking God, like, seriously, like of all the people, like, I don't even want to teach people how to podcast. Like, what are you doing, God? But when we give him our yes, and we're faithful to do what he's called us to do, then I think he can increase our borders and expand our territory. And so he knew that I would steward it well, and that my greater mission was really about gathering people so that we could all be armored up in our place to do the work that God has called us to for such a time as this in the kingdom, because he is using podcasts to reach people all over the world with the gospel in a way that no other medium, it's such a personal medium. You were speaking right into their headphones. And I just knew that God is bigger and through him, I can do all things. And so, yes, there's been many times where I'm like, this is, I don't, what am I, what am I doing? (laughs) Um, And God is just so good and so faithful and so amazing. And he has done more than I could possibly ask or think. I think about the 
prayer and Ephesians for spiritual strength. And at the end of that, it says now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we can ask or think. And that's what spark is. It is an, it's a more than I could have ever imagined type of thing. And I just keep stepping. I just keep praying and asking him what's next. So when he was like a network, a magazine, I'm like, okay, God, here we go. (laughs) And it's that stretching. Like he's always stretching us and stretching us. As soon as we're like, okay, I think I got this figured out. Okay. Now I'm going to take you to the next thing because you're going to need me in order to know how to do that and that. So it's, it's almost like, as soon as we get to that place of, okay, I feel comfortable with this, you know, just came out with a magazine. Now you got things rolling, kind of know how that goes. He's like, something's up. I'm going to be ruining something else. I just wanted you to get that, that out. So, you know, I just love how God continues to reveal the vision to us in greater and greater capacities. So tell me a little bit about the conference. How is that laid out and what does it look like for a pod? Is it, is it for people who are already podcasting or for people who are thinking about it? Like, how is that laid out? Yeah. So the way we have done our events is we have started off with like podcasting 101 and kind of went all the way through to the end of the conference's advanced techniques. So it's really meant as a place for anybody at any level to come and worship and pray and connect with other people who are podcasting and also then to get tools from experts in the industry to either launch or grow or monetize their show. So we don't have like lots of tracks. We all are in one room together and we try to make a lot of time for people to connect because that's where the power is. And the power I believe is in people and in the connections that we make. And so I try to allot a lot of room for us to connect You know, I just want to say this. I love your leadership heart. I mean, everything you have shared is like, this is such the heart of a leader. This is someone who is leading and being very intentional with making sure that what's being cultivated in me or in, you know, a podcaster is really the heart of what they feel like God is calling them to do. And that's hard to come by nowadays. And I I just love that. The whole time we're interviewing, I'm like, what a leadership heart. I love it. So before we end our time together, I would love to hear what other leaps you have coming up. Yeah. So the next conference, we're going to partner with the National Religious Broadcasting Convention again, which is going to be really amazing in in March. We're doing that. And so we're super excited about that partnership. And we're just, you know, waiting to, to just all a dance of prayer and wait and wait on the Lord and So I don't have like these huge audacious plans, but I just try to make one just like wait on what he, what he calls uh, us to next. But our next conference is with the NRB and, and that will be a great opportunity for podcasters to come to also to meet with other people in television and radio, you know, lots of Christian ministry icons and to have the opportunity to interview them and to get training and teaching and And it's just going to be an amazing event. I love that. Well, thank you so much. And I'm going to take this up as an invitation. So anyone, please go to the NRB event and you'll get to meet Misty and all the great things that she has going on. If you could please tell everyone as we wrap our time together, how they can connect with you. How can they be a part of Spark Media? Yeah. So sparkmedia.ventures is our website there. You can download a free copy of our premier issue of our magazine. 
We have a blog with lots of helpful information. If you want to start a podcast, we've got our community and all the things there. And then if you want to listen to my podcast or my books or any of that, you go to mistyphilip.com. So you can find me in those two places. And I'm kind of everywhere online as Misty Philip. I love that. And I'm going to say, when I was getting ready to get this thing started, I looked at Spark Media and I read through some of the content. So (laughs) thank you for putting that out there. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoy what you heard and you're even more encouraged to trust God with your next week. Before you go, I want to invite you to visit thefiveleaps.com to learn more about upcoming guests, get helpful resources to help you prepare to take your next leap and join the Taking the Leap membership community. And don't forget to text podcast to 216-279-7174 for weekly reminders and more personalized leap support. Enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, God can do more with our willingness than he could ever do with our worthiness.